Hi. Yeah. Hi. Hi. We're back. So we can't read your comments. Yeah, so we'll Scott will get to them later. We're we're far away, so we can't see the comments. But for those who didn't see our little intro five to ten minutes ago, we're we're recording a podcast. So this is the For the Love of Film podcast, um, which will go up in the next couple days. But you're you're hearing a part of it now. So we're going to have two live videos. This first one, we're starting negative, you know, because that's the kind of guys yeah. we are. We're going to list our, our five worst films of 2018 that each of us saw, and, you know, we'll talk about them. And then we're going to... we got to add a caveat to that, because you guys you guys saw a lot of terrible movies, and because of that, yes. I didn't see them. Right. So yeah. my terrible movies aren't... There's a few that I'll just are, I thought were unwatchable, but... For the most part, my terrible movies are going to be ones where you're like, eh, I didn't hate that. Yeah, Yeah. it was the middle of the road. Yeah, I mean, and and to be fair, for me at least, a lot of the movies that I saw, um, I saw earlier in the year when I could see a movie a day with Movie Pass. There was a lot of movies I saw in 2018 I would not have paid real money to see. Yeah, there's Uh, quite a quite a bit. Basically, so my list of because we're we're once we stop the live video, we're going to rank we're. We're talking about every movie that we saw, or we're listing every movie. If you want to hear, well, at least me talk about every movie I saw, you have to listen to past episodes of the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but uh, And also, these gentlemen are the people that I've seen more movies in the theater with than anyone else on the planet. Yeah. yeah. Um, not just in the past year, but in my life at this point, I would say is a fair... Fair estimate. Yeah. I think that was the only thing I didn't do a statistic on was how many movies we saw this year. Because I was thinking about that today. It's like right. how many burgers with Bob. I mean, we, I could look back at the the thing. There's um, got to be ten at least. There's we at least were, ten. Then yeah. there's a lost episode which we were talking about before. So <laughs> there's, there's two lost episodes. Right. Well, there's you guys have to recreate yeah, another three. About about three weeks ago, Bob and I went and saw Creed two, and we did a compare and contrast with. Wendy's. Wendy's, Burger King, and McDonald's, McDonald's with their like flagship sandwich. Uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I don't know if that's the correct term, but that's the best way yeah. I can describe it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we sat in Bob's vehicle in the parking lot of the Danvers McDonald's, or was it McDonald's? Yeah, yeah. yeah it was McDonald's. Because they weren't open yet. But unfortunately, uh, due to technical issues, uh, we sort of user error. But not really. <laughs> Basically, it's my it's fault. Just, it's just gone. Of God. Yeah, it's gone. It's, it's gone. gone. And it was a good one. But uh, yeah, so um, so we're going to do our worst five, and then we'll stop the live video, and then we'll count up to our top ten, and then we'll start a new. We'll do a new video. So if you like this, check back in about an hour or so, however long it takes us to get through it. Uh, Greg saw. Far fewer films than us, but like he said, fewer. we yeah. weeded out a lot of the yeah. really crap. They took the bullets for me. <laughs> My prediction, I don't know if Bob and I will have any uh, of crossover of the worst. Um, I think you and I will probably have... I think we might. We're probably going to have, my guess is between four and five in the top ten will be the same. I'm, I'm predicting yeah. at least one, possibly two... Of my worst films are in someone's <laughs> top ten, though. Um, yeah, I quite think, possibly. I think one of yours will be not is, mine. Is but. that a spider on the Big Lebowski box set on the bowling ball itself? No, that's um, that's them bowling in the. Space. Oh, right, right. I yeah. see it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought there was a giant spider. You know, I've never. I own that movie. I've never watched it all the way through. What? what? Yeah. Wow. 
I've tried. This rug is inspired by it. It really, really ties the room together. It does. All right. So, without further fondue, uh, my fifth worst film of 2018 was Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom. Yeah. That movie sucked. That hurts me. I know. I loved it. Me neither. It was a summer monster movie. It wasn't a good summer monster movie. It was. It was it was worse than Rapture. It was worse than what? What? No, is it Rapture? R- Rampage? Rampage, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was worse yeah, than Rampage. I didn't see it was Rampage worse than because they Spoiler did. alert, clones, clones, <laughs> there's clones in it. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is really fun. It's a great summer monster movie. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Go yeah. with the original. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your fifth worst? Now, film? again, again, as I said before, this is probably middle of your list, but I Chappaquiddick really bothered me because it was a decent movie. There were great performances. It had almost nothing to do with the mystery of Chappaquiddick. They brushed past it. And if you're hoping that that movie is about what happened in the river, it's not Mm. at all. It's about how Ted Kennedy moved past that has nothing to do with with the actual accident. Or very little to do. Spun the whole thing. Yeah. 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 How did he get out of the car? I will say that was the first film that I didn't hate Jason Clark in, who mm. played Edward Kennedy. That's uh, not I true, he did a nice because job. you saw Winchester before that. W- was Winchester before that? Yeah. Okay, so it was the yeah, second Winchester film this year. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, no, I know Winchester was on my list, but for some reason I saw it, thought I saw it later. I didn't hate it, and he's in a movie coming out this year that I'm like, oh, I kind of want to see that, the one with... Um, Smap T. Skarsgård and uh, Kira Knightley. Um, Alex Skarsgård. He's in like every other movie now. Yeah. yeah. It seems like. Yeah. I've seen and that Kira Knightley movie is, that's that's the movie that she does now. Yep. She does that movie over and over again. She's weeping in period oh, costumes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's that one. Yeah. The, in yeah. Germany. And, yeah. yeah. Spoiler alert, she sleeps with Smap T. Yeah. And uh, cheats on Jason Clark. Yeah. One yeah. of those guys. I feel like I saw him in something else this year, but I probably he's been didn't. in a ton of stuff yeah. this year. Yeah. You was you, one of them. Yeah. yeah. So, what's your fifth worst film? So, my fifth worst one is uh, Unsane. We didn't see it together, but we talked about it. Yeah, that movie is garbage. Yeah, it's horrible. So glad I missed that one. So, a lot of my bottom fives are bottom fives from decent directors or directors that yep. should be good. Yeah. And Unsane is Soderbergh, and Soderbergh makes amazing films. Well. No. Most of the time. Most of the time. I He's was, like 50-50. That's probably my least favorite Steven Soderbergh film. I, I would say. have to agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's almost unwatchable. I've mm-hmm. seen Claire Foy in at least three films, and that's by far the worst. She was, yeah, she she was pretty decent in The Girl in the Spider's Web. I that, that was like the best performance I saw her in this year. Yeah. Which was surprising because I was not looking forward to that at yeah. all. Yeah, I hated that movie with yeah. passion. Um, yeah, on saying it was garbage. Blue filter at <laughs> night. It was, yeah, just don't see it. It's really uh, bad. My fourth worst film was actually on a lot of critics' top ten lists, um, and I think you really liked it, which was the death of Stalin. I did like it. I yeah. hated that movie. <laughs> it was not funny at all to me. It was oh, just that one. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't, I didn't see it, but yeah. Yeah, Alfred Molina. <sighs> it was on one of the. It was on Amazon, Hulu, or, or Netflix, and I went back to re-listen to that podcast, and you just shredded it. So I, I hated yeah, it nope. so much. No, nope, I'm not. I think I convinced you to go. You're like, you should check it out. Well, it was one of those things that <laughs> he mentioned that in the podcast. Yeah, you, yeah. you did. Well, and Mark Marin, uh, he didn't praise it. It was sponsored 
It um, sponsored a bunch of podcasts. And what I've learned through this year is any movie that their marketing budget is, hey, let's get podcast to advertise for us. <laughs> that movie is dog shit because there was a be there's a couple yeah. other movies that I saw that advertised on podcasts I listened to that I saw because they were on podcasts that I listened to, and I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. I'll go check it out, and I hated all of them. I'm glad. Speaking of, did podcasts. you plug your podcast on this? Yeah, at the beginning. But it, okay. it, it, if, if you want to listen to any of the episodes, it's the For the Love of Film podcast. You do have to put the word podcast in, otherwise you will get a defunct podcast that hasn't existed since 2009. Um, I mean, you're more than welcome to listen to their stuff. It won't be current movies, though. Um, what's what's your fourth? Worst oh, Grinch. Oh. Completely unnecessary. It. Yeah. it was it was boring. It was it was I don't know. There was no need of it, and they made it anyway. And it was just boring. Yeah, the animation was ridiculous. Yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I quasi wanted to see it only because it's Scott Moser's directorial debut. And he's, for a lot of you who might be familiar with Kevin Smith, he's his longtime producer and it's his first time as a filmmaker in his own right. But it was bland, it was vanilla. Within an hour, I was like, can this thing be over? Yeah. And it's a really yeah. short film. Yeah. 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 It's, I, and I can't, I can't believe. I mean, you think you make a, a, a holiday movie and you're, you're figuring you're going to pop it in the DVD player for the next 10 years or whatever, and no, I mean, no, nobody's going to buy this thing. Nobody's going to ever watch it again. It's going to be forgotten. Yeah, it's pretty bad. So what was your fourth one? Oh, or uh, what was your fourth? So my fourth one is uh, mid-90s. I, mm-hmm. I was really looking forward to it. Jonah Hill's kind of directorial debut. Yeah. I mean, he, he has a connection to the 90s and stuff, and... I've been into a lot of skateboard stuff this year, and it was just horrible. It was it was one of the shortest films I saw. It's like 124 minutes. Yeah, and, and that's just, including credits. Yeah, yeah, and it's just an hour and 24 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, and it just drags on the whole oh. time. Yeah, I, I saw two other films: Skate Kitchen and Minding the Gap about mm-hmm. skateboarding. That I would recommend. Ten times over that thing. Would you recommend Gleaming the Cube for that as <laughs> oh, a skateboard yes. movie? I love Gleaming the Cube. Me too. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite Christian Slater skateboarding movie. Yeah, I would agree with that. <laughs> what do you like more, Gleaming the Cube or Thrashing? Josh Brolin's uh, roller skating movie. Oh, I, I think BMX Bandits is actually better. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, huh. I feel like I missed a part of the eighties. <laughs> All right, so my number three worst film, uh, I did not see theatrically, and that's the thing for my list. Um, I saw about 130 movies theatrically, but I'm not counting movies that I saw twice or classic movies that weren't released in 2018 that I was seeing in the theater. I'm also, there are a few films on my list that I saw in January of 2018 that were technically released in 2017. So some people, some people don't count them, but I... Don't I work retail? I don't have the time in December to rush around, and a lot of these films are just not seeable where yeah. we live until yep. you know they're released in limited runs in December, so they're eligible for awards. But so some of those films I saw at the beginning of the year, so they're on my list. But I, for the most part, I excluded those movies yeah, just because there was nothing really worthwhile. I um, so my the film. My third worst film of the year was uh, a Netflix original movie. It was supposed to be theatrical. Uh, but it got dumped, uh, which is Mute, which is uh, Duncan Jones' third, third, film. third film. Duncan yeah. Jones, uh, who, who, whose first film is excellent. No, no, it's fourth, his fourth film. Fourth. Yeah. 
His first film, Moon, is fantastic, starring the great Sam Rockwell, pretty much as the only actor in the film. Uh, and Kevin Spacey's voice. Yeah, Kevin Spacey's voice. But and then and Sam Rockwell has a s- small cameo reprising that role in Mute on a TV screen. But it's just it it's horrible. Um, he also did the Warcraft film, which was a garbage movie. And again, it was Duncan Jones was talking about it on a podcast. And you just got to stop listening. I got to stop listening. <laughs> it was also Alexander Skarsgård, one of the he's he's the leader yeah. and. Um, not a great performance by him. I don't know how much of it is his fault because he, to me, he seems to be a somewhat limited actor. No, no that's not true because he actually gave a great performance in uh, Hold Hold the Dark. Um, I haven't seen that one yet. Uh, but uh, yeah, it, it, the only redeeming thing about Mute was uh, there's a real menacing performance from Paul Rudd, um, very different than what he normally does, but it wasn't enough to save the movie. It has a very Blade Runner feel to it, um, but just the production didn't even seem that good. For no, me either. no, yeah. um, no, just not great. Uh, mine is uh, another Netflix original that isn't going to make you happy, but it's Hold the Dark. <laughs> if you ever wondered what kind of movie I should never watch, it's Hold the Dark. Mm-hmm. There were some great performances, and Jeffrey Wright is always good. Elvis's granddaughter, um, Alexander Skarsgård. It just was dark and slow, and went nowhere. To be fair, it is one of the darkest films I've ever seen. Is it darker yeah. than his other stuff? Yeah, really. And and yeah, his stuff is bleak, uh, and it's a giant waste of time. <laughs> See, I, I loved it, by the way. Uh, but that, <laughs> of course you but that's that is true to both of our. Styles of film. See, this like. is why I needed you though, because if you had watched it, you would be like, "This is great." You'd be like, "Don't watch it." And it's funny. Too, did you be, watch it first, or did I did? Yeah, um, I talked because it looked a, fantastic. A couple episodes ago, there's a podcast that I listen to a lot um, that my my friends Will and Kristen do. It's called "So I'm Watching This Show," but almost without fail. Any movie that they love, I'm like, oh, I'm going to hate that movie. Or, and there are several films that I think are great that they couldn't stand. So it's usually whatever they think about a movie, I'm like, okay, that's good to know because I will probably enjoy this. Or, oh, no, that means I'm going to hate this. Uh, and I'm not shitting on them. It's, you know, there's plenty of different tastes. Like, you know, there's some people that know me a little bit who will ask me for a film recommendation. I'm like, well, what else do you like? And they're like, well, what do you like? I'm like, don't first of all, don't ask yeah. for, I yeah. like weird despair stuff. right i had the same thing somebody asked me they're like what do you recommend in the theater to i'm like what i like is not going to be like you right. what do yeah. you like yeah. and i'll tell you what you should go see yeah yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm very much representing the mainstream here yeah compared to these two yeah uh so what's your third worst film here death of a nation so i would not have seen this if it hadn't been for movie pass and if i hadn't been trying to see Almost everything theatrically Death released. Of a nation. What's that? To, oh, it's it's I not feel a like I've heard of it. It's a documentary about basically the death of the nation and why um, I, I block so much out of it. Oh, I, I remember. It's a right. It's, it's super right wing. Super right wing, and it and it basically goes back and almost like compares Hitler to being good, and it was. It, it was one of those ones where I was like, I was interested to see it, and then I realized what it was, and I was in the theater, and I was like, I can't, I can't walk out, because <laughs> yeah. I have never walked out of a theater in the middle, and 
I just watched it through the end and it was it was rough. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It's almost my it was almost the top one, but the top yeah. one has stayed the top right. One. Interesting. I'm yeah. curious. I'm curious for the All right. So my second worst film of 2018 yeah. <laughs> uh, is a movie that this guy loved and a lot of people loved, which was Widows. Um, it gets a lot of claim. Well, and again, it. kind of going along with what Bob is saying about his list, for me, like I've seen worse films than mm. Widow this year, but uh, the pedigree of actors, director, writer behind this, hat, like my expectations... Like, I was expecting it to be pretty good, and it's the style of film that it is. Is a type of movie, you know, it's a heist movie. Yeah. yeah. Sort of. The heist is about three minutes of the movie, <laughs> and uh, a oh, 10-year-old could have come up with how they were going to do it. There's two heists. Come on. Yeah, and they're both garbage. <laughs> um, also, and I've gotten a lot of flack for saying this online, but I will say it again. It is the worst performance from Liam Neeson I've seen since Darkman. And yes, I do enjoy Darkman, but he is... That's not... He was worse than The Commuter. <sighs> I don't know. He, I don't know. He is really bad in this. Yeah. Like, I don't like this movie either, but yeah. it's not nearly... Like, I'm in, I'm not even in between you two. I'm, like, closer to Scott. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, sure. yeah, I hated this movie. Um, so, and that was another movie that a lot of people asked me about. They're like, did you see Widows? And I'm like, it did. They're like, did you like it? I was like, no, but... Everyone else did. I mean, Bohemian Rhapsody was that way, but I wasn't. I didn't hate Bohemian Rhapsody. I just didn't think it was the excellent film that a lot of people really thought it was. But also, almost across the board, everyone I asked about Bohemian Rhapsody who loved it knew very little about the actual history. And I'm like, I mean, I loved the movie The Doors that Oliver Stone did in 1990, I think. And I didn't know until years later that almost nothing happened that way. Um, the only thing that was probably factual that movie is Billy Idol was actually there during that time. <laughs> um, other than that, no. But, uh, yeah, so what was your second worst film of the year? What was it? I just had it. Oh, it was uh, the only film I've ever seen with Bob. It was Search oh. Us. <laughs> mm. It's not the only film. That we've seen together. Yeah, we went to the drive-in. We went to the drive-in yeah. and saw another terrible movie. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Searching. <clears throat> Nothing against what John Cho. John Cho. Nothing yeah. against John Cho. Great performance. It was just a, a waste of a movie. Yeah. Go back and listen to the podcast because you really don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you disliked yeah. it more than. Yeah, it's like middle of the road. Yeah. I didn't have enough feelings for it to be that. That bad. was another movie that was getting like amazing reviews, yeah. and I was like, cool. Everybody was jumping on it as the, as the new thing, and it was like, yeah. It just it wasn't good. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. So my number two, I didn't see until yesterday. Holmes and Watson. Oh, yeah, I heard that was terrible. I knew it was bad going in. I didn't realize how bad it was until about an hour in. There's a sequence that takes place that just, like, completely put it over the top for me. It was like, I can't believe they're doing this now. Is it the one where they knock out the queen? Uh, It's, it's, I think it's after that. There's, I don't care, I'm going to spoil it. There's a musical number in the middle, towards the end of it, and I was like, I was just like, my jaw hit the floor. I was like, this thing is so bad. I mean, when Netflix doesn't pick up your movie. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was the thing. That, I was happy to When Studio did it, it was Sony. Sony. And they tried to yeah. sell it to Netflix. And they're like, we're good. We're good. Yeah. Uh, John C. Riley was in like 27 movies this year. So 
It's weird because John C. Riley did one of his best performances in The Sister Brothers. Yeah, which was it was which an I, old, that's that's one I was yeah. unable to see. It. It's a that. it's a good movie. It's not a great movie, but his performance in there should be nominated. Yeah. I mean, he was amazing in that. But that's what everything I read said. This he was. Everybody was bad in this. It was just I I was. I was ready to give it like a middle of the road thing, and I actually sat through it. I was like, "Wow, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah." That actually bumped up the hurricane heist for me, which was like, like really bad too. Yeah, I wanted that to be good. I, I didn't watch it because I just couldn't do it. Yeah, do not go see that. Don't give it any money. I mean, it's, I don't it's, think it's doing well in the theater. No, either. I don't either. We saw it with. It was a lot me. of competition right now. Yeah, it was me, Mary. Two other two other couples and one of the other couples walked out about half an hour into wow. it. Yeah, I there was a couple that walked. I saw um, Vice last night and the couple sitting next to me walked out twenty minutes into the movie. I don't get what that. did they? Well, they think said they were fucking s- liberal bullshit, and I was oh. like, "How did you not?" I'm yeah, like, "Did you did think?" Well, think? I'm, I mean, I guess maybe you could think that it was a. They're like, "Hey, you know, he's yeah. such a great guy," but I was like, "I don't think they're going to make a biopic about." Dick Cheney, that's like praising him, right? Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah, but uh, the that's one of the weirdest. That's a weird. We saw the favorite, and a couple walked out twenty minutes before the end of the film. That happened with when I saw the lobster. The guy, yes. a guy wa- walked out uh, literally in the last scene. Um, if you haven't seen the lobster, in the now, diner. Or was it before that? No, it's when it's like literally the last scene when he's about to put his eye out with oh, his yeah, scissors. Yeah. And this older gentleman, he's probably in his seventies, he gets up and he says, Fuck this movie <laughs> at the music hall and he walked out and like as soon as his ass had cleared the doors, the, the credits, credits rolled. <laughs> like you literally could have waited forty five seconds. Well that, but he got to say he walked out on it. Right. Yeah, um yeah. So uh, I don't know why I'm looking at the list. I know what my the so the worst film I saw this year, and you said, because you've never walked out on a movie, this is the first time in at least 10 years, but probably longer, that I've walked out of a movie. Can I guess what it is? I think you know what it is. It's wrinkle in yeah, Time. Yeah, Wrinkle in Time. Uh, uh, Oprah Winfrey, you owe me $13. <laughs> um, you want that with Movie Pass? She doesn't owe you that much. <laughs> she can spare She owes you like 92 cents. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, to be fair, I gave it a good hour. Um, I mean, I went in not expecting to enjoy it, but I just hated that movie. Um, you know, I loved the book as a kid, but it's it changed so much. And I'm not get it, gonna get into the whole like the recasting or whatnot because none of that matters. The tone of it was completely off, completely horrible. Um, the CG was garbage. I just, I there was nothing that I no. Nah, Mindy Kaling didn't talk in it, so that was all right. <laughs> she talked. I mean, she didn't talk that much, though. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't. Yeah, because she annoys the Chris crap Pines out. Chris Pine's wasted in that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, with it. yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. I, I couldn't wait to not see that movie. Reese Witherspoon so turned excited. into a plant monster thing. Yeah. 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 It's not great. It's nowhere near the bottom. But, yeah. For me. Yeah. I hated it. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, kids, if you want... To have an enjoyable 45 minutes, go back through Scott and I initial podcast from early 2018. We went to go see The Commuter. We, sure we don't spend ta- this much time talking about movies we like. We ripped this thing for 45 minutes. We went almost shot for shot 
about how bad it was. Yeah. And we should have known better, but it was, you know, dead of winter and why not take a chance on some Liam Neeson violence? It was the worst movie I saw this year and it was by a lot. There's it another was one painful. coming out. That's it was not the worst. Yeah, the Band of the Year one or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Yeah. It was not the worst uh, Vera Farmiga movie I saw, though. What was the worst one you saw? Did you? Uh, it's it's it called it? Boundaries. Boundaries. Yeah. I, I just that. remember there was a movie that was on my on my initial list. This so for you at home. <laughs> this was my initial list of all the movies I saw this year, and then the the list that I'm going to go off is two pages. But in the transferring over, as we were talking about something, I, there was yeah, one that's on this list that I forgot. Yeah. So so yeah. I actually saw 115 movies. In the theater this year. Um, it's just pared down. Yeah. Uh, How many times did you do two first? How many times did you... Any idea, ballpark? How many uh, times you saw two movies in one day? Uh, in one day, um, probably five. Okay. I, I thought you meant which movies did I see more than once in the theater? I saw Solo four times. Uh, I can't remember if I saw it two or three times. I think I, I think I saw it three times. I have a handful. I think there was like four that I rewatched in the theater. Mm. Yeah. So... Uh, that's rare for you, isn't it? No. That's really? No, not really. I usually don't rewatch it unless... My three top films I each saw twice in the theater. Yeah, usually I won't see something unless I want to see it opening night and then Mary wants to see it. Mm-hmm. So then I'll go back and rewatch yeah. it. <clears throat> yeah. So what was your worst film in the year? 15, 17 to Paris. Clint Eastwood's... Do what now? Oh, yeah. Oh, 15, 17 to Paris. Yeah. 15. But you said 15, 17 to Paris. Uh, <laughs> to Paris? No. I was like, you saw a sports document? No. To Paris. It is... I remember you saying oh, it was so bad. It's so bad. Did uh, you see it or did you avoid it? I, I I think I convinced you not to see it, even well, if you were even close to Well, you to were also earlier today because you were trying to convince me to go see The Mule instead of... <laughs> I didn't of, try to convince you. I was just saying it's better than Mary Poppins. Right. Uh, but I've... Like, I didn't really have any desire to see it. Uh, Eastwood stuff in the last 10 years really hasn't interested me that much. So this 15, yeah, 17, is, it doesn't feel like an Eastwood movie at all. That's one of the things that's most disappointing about it. And then the lack of acting. And then... Because the, the gimmick was he used the, the three Marines, were they? Uh, I forget. Soldiers I think, that... Yeah. yeah. The actual To play people. themselves. And they're so not it's actors. Bad anyways because they're not great, mm-hmm. but yeah. then it's like over the top, and then it just it starts from them being kids all the way up, and it's so choppy, and it it stayed at the top of my bottom, and it, it, nothing else has come close to how bad it was. <sighs> Death of the Nation was really close to like kind of bumping it up, but yeah, it's just it's just one of those things where he's a great director. Well, he used to be a great director, and now just seeing him do something that bad. I think that's why Unsane's in there too. Right. Just expectations. And yeah. Step up your game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's our worst films. We're going to trek through the annals of the yeah, hundred or so movies that Bob and I have in between our best and worst and the 20 or so that Greg has. And then we'll, yeah. uh, we're going to, we're going to get back to you guys. Uh, thanks for watching. We'll be back. We're still recording for the podcast, though. Yeah. So, is that one so we should keep talking. Yep. This is still going. Do you... Uh, okay, so that was 27 minutes. Wow. Um, do you want to go first, Bob? Do you, Greg, do you want to go first? Or Mine matter? will only take a second. So why don't you guys go first? Yeah, I figured you could break up the middle. Yeah. I mean, mine's going to take forever. 
sorry. And literally, all you have to do is go through and be like, all right, here's the. Well, the thing is, is like between the top twenty, because yeah. I have what I've seen. I just did not really rank except. Uh, but you have a list rise. of them, right? Yeah. So for me, it the top like like basically. So my list is two pages long. But the first page is pretty much all stuff I enjoyed to varying degrees. But like once I got past like like the top twenty was tough for me, and then uh, basically twenty one to like fifty, mm. they could all be interchanged. Yeah. Like it doesn't really like, but they were all movies I enjoyed. There were um, a you had yeah. a lot of movies that you ranked a five this year, mm -hmm. a lot. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, yeah, that was the thing too because. You had texted yesterday, I think it was, and said, 2018 was a pretty good mo <laughs> year for movies. <laughs> it was, it was for, for you. me, yeah. yeah and I think both of us were like, I was, oh, I was up you. in the clouds in the sun when Fuck, you yeah. guys were in the muck yeah. watching Happy yeah. Time Murders and stuff like oh, that. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so for the, what was it, 241 that I saw, mm -hmm. I think 40 were like, I would go back and rewatch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's probably... That's the 40. Yeah. <laughs> that's probably, yeah. Do you... Um, do you want to do your list, or is it going to take you a minute? You want me to do mine? I mean, I can, I can go through. Basically, I can just rank. So basically, what I do is I go through and rank them. Mm -hmm. So I'll go from the bottom ranking up to year eleven. Yeah, up to. Well, basically, it's star ratings. So I can start at the bottom and kind mm -hmm. of go up, and then just stop it when I get to like three or four. How do you want to do it? Because I have more. Right. That's fine. It's yeah. just basically. Once we're done with the list, we're going to start recording again and do our top 10. So do you know you know what your top 10 is? Yeah, I know what my top 20 are. Yeah. So why don't you go through and just do everything till you get to through 11? All right. So these, it's not everything I saw. So total, I saw 446. Right, but just what you saw in the theater. Yeah. So this is just everything I saw. But the for theater. those listening who don't know, so what was it seven years ago you started... Seeing a movie a day? Yeah. December 19th, 2011, I started watching a movie a day. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, every year I see at least 365. And at this point, I've made it seven years. i got to make it to at least ten. Do you ever get to the point where you're just like, I can't, I can't do it. I cannot watch a movie right now. No. Wow. No. Crazy. I've had rough days where, like, I... Like, Halloween was rough this year, so I couldn't watch Halloween, so I watched Never Ending Story. Yeah. So there's, like, there are rough days, yeah. but then you find something that's, like, uplifting or something that like, yeah. is a good one to kind of, like, bring you back. Yeah. So it's, because I've been doing it so much, I have a pattern, so it feels like I haven't even come close to not seeing one. So Wow. Is yeah. it, um, so it doesn't have to be a movie you haven't seen before. No. It just has to be a movie. Yeah, it just has to be a movie. That's basically But it. you never like take a day off and then double down the next day. It's always mm -hmm. okay. No, it's always That's one amazing. that day. Yeah. And sometimes it will straddle. Like if I start one at eleven and then it goes into the next day, that still kinda counts. It doesn't have to be like twelve to twelve. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's it's been interesting. It's an I wouldn't recommend it for anybody. Right. I don't even Yeah, I'm definitely gonna pass <laughs> on that. <laughs> but do you enjoy the process? I do. I mean, I see a lot of movies. This mm. year was one of the one of the interesting ones because I have more than half the stuff I saw was from 2018, mm -hmm. and usually it's only a quarter of the stuff. Right. Yeah. But this year I tried to see everything theatrically, and without Movie Pass, I wouldn't even come close because Movie Pass I saw 122 films, 
the money passed. Right. So without that, I wouldn't even gotten like half. Mm-hmm. So. The cinematic adventure is what turned me around. To, I mean, I always liked going to the movies, but I mean, we we were we were seeing movies and seeing previews of movies that we never would have seen right. otherwise, yeah. and it was no, yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it just it kind of ingrained in me. Just keep your eyes open because there's and there's I mean three three or four of my top ten I would have never seen before 2016. I just want to let them go. Yeah, I wouldn't have bothered mm-hmm. with it. I think this year has been the toughest trying to see everything. Like that's harder than seeing a movie every day mm-hmm. because because he's tried to see every movie that's played in New Hampshire. Yeah, theatrically, <sighs> and I'm probably missed by about twenty something like <sighs> that. Yeah, but that it's just a lot. Yeah, like the I in the middle of summer I'd see previews and it'd be like this year and I was like I really don't want to see that. But right. then I would like force myself right. to see it. Yeah. Were there ever times where you saw a preview and you're like, I hope that doesn't come to New Hampshire? Yeah. <laughs> there was one, there was a musical one that I saw in front of something else, and I literally said, fuck. Yeah. I was like, I do not want to see this. I yeah. have no desire to see it. And it never actually came out. So I was like, that's fine. So you saw Mamma Mia 2? Yep. How was that? If you like Mamma Mia, you're going to like it. I didn't see it. So. I actually didn't mind it as much as I thought I would. Mm-hmm. I think I probably gave it a five. Like, it wasn't as bad. The ones that I... That's out of a ten ranking. I don't know why I'm looking at the phone, yeah. but the two recorders are up there. That's five <laughs> out of ten, not five stars. No, that's five yeah. out of ten. Oh, my Miranda. Yeah. Ten numerical ranking. The ones that I hated the most were the Christian so wait, films. Which, which, what was your count for this year of, of 240-something? 241. And Jurassic World still made your bottom? Or no, no it made yours. Made mine, yeah. Yeah. mine was 115. Yeah. I thought 14, but I forgot. So you liked 110 movies more than you liked. Sure did. Oh, I hated that movie so much. <laughs> this, this summer, when I, when I walked out of that theater, because Liz hated it too. Mm-hmm. When I walked out of that theater, I was like, this is going in my top 10. This is in my top 10 for the year. I loved it. Mm. Um, are you ready? It's not. See, the, the thing is, is this is unsorted by... All right, I'll do, just so we don't have a ton of dead air, I'll do mine, uh, getting up to my 10. So, I'm not even going to go with the numbers, but... So here is 90, 90, 90 yeah, 90 movies that, uh, from from least to, to best. Um, the, I'll end with, obviously, my number 11. So just missed being in my worst list was the Happy Time Happy Land Murders, uh, Death Wish, Venom, oh, yeah. Fireworks. It's an animated film, Japanese animated film. Oh, that was that low for you? A horrible. Wow. Uh, the Commuter, uh, Fifty Shades Freed, <laughs> The Gringo, Unsane, Traffic with a K, uh, Bad Samaritan, Book Club. Sorry, I almost Mom. Watch Bad Samaritan, but you yeah. steered me away from it. I took my mom to see Book Club for Mother's Day. I'm surprised that Bad Samaritan was that high for you. <laughs> <laughs> Boundaries, uh, Life of the Party, Searching, Mid Nineties, Den of Thieves, The Greatest Showman. Just play Wolverine again, goddamn you! The Greatest <laughs> Showman wasn't this year, but okay, keep going. I, I saw it in like February. That's so. crazy that it was. Playing Winchester, Beirut, Super Troopers 2. Why wow, you did not like Beirut? No. Uh, Juliet Naked, The Predator, A Simple Favor, Equalizer 2, Rampage, 12 Strong, 
blockers, a.k.a. cock blockers, uh, Life Itself, Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool, Sicario 2, Day of the Soldado. Just the name alone annoying me because it's, it's not correct in either language. Um, uh, Ready Player One, Hotel Artemis, On Chesil Beach, The Spy Who Dumped Me, Love and Bananas, Chappaquiddick, uh, All the Money in the World, which again was a 2017 movie, yeah. but I saw in January. How did you see that in January? It was it was like, nowhere it, it, it was, back in December. It was yeah. not it in was nowhere. It was not in major release. In, huh. uh, same thing with Darkest Hour. I, I saw those both the same day. That was yeah. a boring day. Uh, <laughs> Damsel, uh, Sorry to Bother You, Kin, The Meg, Tomb Raider, Red Sparrow, The Front Runner, Prospect, Overlord, and at this point, it's basically movies that I enjoyed to more increasing. Yeah, um, I liked Overlord. Is Overlord yeah. the Chris Pine one? No, no Overlord the, the World White War II horror uh, movie. Russell. Uh, the, the World oh, War yeah, yeah, yeah. The, zo- the zombie thing. Yeah. 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 Assassination Nation, Ocean's 8, Upgrade, American Animals, Three Identical Strangers. What the fuck does that say? Ocean's 8 almost made oh, my bottom five. Eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty. Uh, oh, that's what I did. Um, I put Red Sparrow twice and forgot Ready Player One, so... Oh. Um, the Post, and I know The Post came out last year, but it wasn't playing. Um, oh, no, it was playing like an open Christmas day, but it was not high on my list. It was um, going to go into my bottom five, but I just skipped it because yeah. I don't want to give it the, the, the attention. Uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, Bohemian Rhapsody, Old Man and the Gun, mm-hmm. The Kindergarten Teacher, which is a Netflix original film uh, with uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Mm. Uh Famous for doing nothing. Yeah. Goldstone, which is an Australian film. Uh, you saw it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Creed 2. Deadpool 2. Uh, the Girl in the Spider's Web. Halloween. Bad Times at the El Royale. Tag. First Reformed, which is also on a lot of people's like top ten lists. Um, I mean, it was my 42nd favorite film of the year. I think it's... Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke's performance was great. The movie yeah. itself was meh. Yeah. Uh, Incredibles 2, How to Talk to Girls at Parties, Burgundy, Isle of Dogs, uh, A Fantastic Woman, Black Panther, Phantom Thread, I, Tonya, Puzzle, Vice, Mandy, uh, Mission Impossible, Rogue, Six. Rogue Nation, Fallout. Fallout. Fallout, yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, uh, yeah. Uh, Hold the Dark, which was in your uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Borg vs. McEnroe, Solo, Anything, RBG, Gemini, Avengers: Infinity War, uh, Love Simon, Hearts Beat Loud, Suspiria, uh, Won't you, Won't You Be My Neighbor, uh, which I thought was going to be in my top ten, but there was a I mean. The top ten was a strong top ten for me this year. Uh, Blind Spotting, uh, Leave No Trace, Black Klansman, The Favorite, Game Night, Beast, Hereditary, and Number Eleven, which it did come out last year, but I did not get to see it till January, which was Call Me by Your Name. Mm-hmm. So those are my. So Rome was in your top ten. Not surprising. Do so you want to do yours? You had. A lot of wasted time in the theater. No, you had a lot of stuff that I thought you would have ranked higher. Yeah. 
Um, it's a lot of sequels and remakes this year, too. Uh, okay, so I've done my top five. Uh, Ocean's 8 almost made my my worst five just because it, it was such a waste of a movie. Ocean's 8, Ant-Man. Sorry to bother you, I only watched half of it, and I was like, this is, I, I don't was care. Was it the first half? It was the first so half. So you missed, yeah, the you Renee- missed the twist. Okay. I, I didn't care at all. You you have to finish that. Just, Just for I mean, how ridiculous it is. It, okay. I can't even remember. I just, I forgot I was watching it and then just never went okay, back. Okay, so if you're listening, wanted to see Sorry to Bother You, and... Is it out on... It's out now. Is it? On, like, on digital and home video. Um, so I'm about to spoil <laughs> the movie. So if you want with, with the with the hang on, okay. So if you don't want it spoiled, just pause. Do the fifth. No, do the fifteen seconds ahead. Uh, it's going to be like thirty. Hit before. hit it twice. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's full frontal horse human thing. horse cocks. That's yeah. right. You yeah. told me yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, weird sci-fi movie at the end. Yeah. Not interested. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so sorry to bother you. I feel pretty. A simple favor. By who dumped me? Black Panther, Spider Man. Can't believe that was in your top ten. Which Spider-Man? The Spider-Verse. The Spider-verse? One. When did you see that? I saw it with my daughter when she was Jamie. Yeah. She uh, liked it. Loved it. Appreciate it. Uh Spider-Man Avengers, Black Clansmen. There was no reason in the world why Kylo Ren couldn't have been the guy talking on the phone. Anyways, uh Stars Born, Widows, Tag, Game Nights. Halloween, Incredibles 2, Solo, Overlord, Jurassic World is my number 15. Uh, Quiet Place, First Man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted, I don't want to brush past this because it was... Remember I texted you guys, let's have an honorable mention? I have two honorable mentions. The first one is The Old Man and the Gun because it might very well be Robert Redford's final movie. And even though it was, it was a weak kind of gutless movie, Robert Redford was great and he should be... It, it, it's it's a good performance to send him out on if it really sure. was his last thing. Yeah. He looks it old was, as shit, right? Well, he's eighty two. Yeah, but it was it was a gutless movie. It was a gutless story and gutless direct direct. Yeah, I'm watching that though. But um, really, just I don't know. I, I was I was pleased to see him go out into the sunset, whatever. Um, and number eleven is you were never really here. Mm-hmm. Joaquin Phoenix's best performance by far. You know, I've seen, was it, three or four performances by him this year, and every single one is completely different. Every single one. So he was in Sister Brothers. Mm -hmm. He was in that one. He was also in um, He Won't Get Far on foot. Which I still haven't seen. Yeah. It's okay. It's not great. It's probably Jonah Hill's best. Gus Van Sant, right? Yeah, I think so. But he is completely... Completely unrecognizable in all three of them. It's amazing. Yeah, it's it's <clears throat> it's pretty cool. I completely forgot until yesterday that Gus Van Sant had directed a Candlebox video in the nineties. Really? Yep. I mean, it was a cool video, and the the video had stuck out in my mind at the time, and I remember because the band is playing underwater for most of the time, and it, they're really underwater, um, yeah. including the singer singing. Because I timed it, and he sings for. A minute and ten seconds, like it's a, it's an uninterrupted shot with him yeah. singing with his mouth open in the ocean, um, which is impressive. But I was like, that's such a weird thing that Gus Van Sant directed a Candlebox video. That is weird. Well, all right, 
So this is going to take a minute. Mm-hmm. All right. I don't know where traffic ended up on yours. It was towards, towards the, the bottom. bottom. Yeah, was it? Yeah. It was uh, uh, number, it was like the like 12th worst film. That movie yeah. sucked shit. Yeah. So I'm going to start with that. So it's traffic, mm-hmm. uh, possession of Hannah, Grace, Nobody's Fool, uh, Hellfest, Acrimony, Paul and the Apostle, uh, the Strangers Pray at Night, Welcome to Marwin, Second uh, Second Act, Aquaman, Mortal Kombat, uh, Mortal Engines, Ralph Breaks the Internet, The Grinch, Hunter Killer, Nutcracker, The Oath, Goosebumps 2, Smallfoot, Assassination Nation, Unbroken Path of <coughs> Redemption, A Simple Favor, White Boy Rick, Axel, God Bless the Broken Road, Peppermint, which... Slender Man, Sorry to Bother You, Hotel Transylvania 3, Skyscraper, The First Purge, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, Action Point, Show Dogs, Overboard, Bad Samaritan, Kings, God's Not Dead, A Light in the Darkness. Is that one of the Kirk Cameron movies? No, but it's a Jesus one. Yeah, it's a Jesus one. Well, God's Not Dead. So, A Wrinkle in Time. Pacific Rim Uprising, Fifty Shades Free, Proud Mary, The Commuter, Robin Hood, Instant Family, Fantastic Beasts, Overlord, Suspiria, Phantom Cowboys, Night School, Venom, The House with a Clock in the Walls, everything. The Nun, Crazy Rich Asians, Happy Time Murders, Alpha, The Meg, The Darkest Minds. Um, Alpha was on my buddy Will's top ten. Yeah, it's not. But so is Widows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Unfriended. Uncle Drew. Superfly. You saw Uncle Drew? Yep. Upgrade. Solo. The Endless. Upgrade's in his top ten, too. It's good, but it's not great. No, with Life starring not Tom Hardy. Yeah. Life of the Party. Uh, breaking In. The Con is On. Super Troopers 2. Rampage. Truth or Dare. Uh, Never Not Love You. The Miracle Season. Chappaquiddick, Sherlock Gnomes, Tomb Raider, I Can Only Imagine, Gringo, Death Wish, Early Man, Black Panther, Forever My Girl, Peter Rabbit, Winchester, Maze Runner, Den of Thieves, Insidious, Mary Poppins, Bumblebee, Wildlife, Mary Queen of Scots, Creed Two, Widows, The Clove Hitch Killer, Girl in the Spider's Web Tattoo, The Hate You Give, uh, Clolette, Lizzie, The Predator, Searching, Ken, The Spy That Dumped Me, Mile 22, that came out this year, Dog Days, 8th Grade, Teen Titans, uh, Three Identical Strangers, The Equalizer 2, Boundaries, Ant-Man, Sicario, Day of the Soledad, First Reformed, Tag, Gaudi, Incredibles 2, Hereditary, On Chesil Beach, which has one of the best cinematic scenes this year. Which one? The, the last shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. is amazing. Uh, Ocean's 8, Hotel Artemis, How to Talk to Girl, Girls at Parties, Adrift, Solo, uh, Lives Well Lived, Book Club, Terminal, which was really it was better than I expected, uh, Love and Bananas, Clock Blockers, I Feel Pretty, Sergeant Stubby, Beirut, Black Panther, uh, Quiet Place, Midnight Sun, Seven Days in, in Tembe, uh, Red Sparrow, Twelve Strong, The Mule, 
they shall not grow old, which was pretty amazing. These are like in the uh, seven or eight teams now. Once Upon a Deadpool, which is actually better than Deadpool 2. I had a couple people tell me that. Yeah. I wish it had played longer, but... Yeah. At Attorney's Gate, A Private War, Boy Erased, Blaze, Prospect, Can You Ever Forgive Me, Bohemian Rhapsody, Beautiful Boy, Halloween, The Sisters Brothers, Capturing the Flag, Life Itself, The Wife, Juliet Naked, Operation Finale, Papillon, Pat... I can't say that. Um, it's the butterfly one, the remake. Papillion? Yeah, that's it. Christopher Robin, Don't Worry, He Won't Get Fire on Foot, Mission Impossible Fallout, Leave No Trace, Whitney, Let the Sunshine In, Finding Your Feet, uh, Filmmaker, uh, Pope Francis, which was surprised me. Um, yeah, you said that was really good. Yeah. For somebody that's not Catholic, I mean, I was kind of blown away by it. Um, anything, Sweet Country, You Would Never Really Hear, Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool, Lean on Pete, Ready Player One, The Death of Stalin, Game Night, Every Day, Vice, uh, and then these are going to be the 20 to 11. Yeah. Actually, they're a little mixed up. But The Guilty, uh, Shoplifters, Front Runner, Green Book, Free Solo, Old Man and the Gun, Bad Times at El, El Royale, and Lobster War. All right. So, we're Green, Book is, Green Book is one of those movies I'm bummed I didn't get to see too, but it's still, <clears throat> it's playing actually at uh, Wilton. Is it? Yeah. It's, I would recommend it. Yeah, Bob, you're not in shot. <sighs> so we're back. That actually took less time than I thought. Um, we were fast. It was about a half an hour. I took to list all, all the in-between the reverse sandwich, the, the bread, as opposed to the meat of this episode. So now we're going to go through from 10 to 1, roundtable, and talk about the 10 best films we saw this year. So before we do that, mm -hmm. there's probably five that I that I was bummed that I didn't get to see. I don't know if you listened sure. to yours. No, I didn't. But Yeah, I had uh, Burning, which is a Korean um uh, foreign film that's supposed Ooh. to be really good. Okay. Uh, if Beale Street, I think all of us agree. Yeah, on that we one. wanted to see it. Just yeah. no time to go to Boston. Yep. Cold War, which is another foreign one that's on a lot of end of year one. Uh, it should be coming out soon. Uh, Twenty Four Frames, which is supposed to be one of the most cinematic movies this year. And uh, Border, I really wanted to see Border. I really wanted to see Border as well, yeah. and it just didn't play anywhere. Yeah. Uh, it's a. Uh, it was quick. This is a. I mean, a real. Basic, it, it's troll movie basically, uh, or like sort of. It's a quasi fantasy. So movie. it's from the same guy that did Let the Right One In. Right. So this one's kind of in the same vein, but with a different monster. Right. I don't know exactly which monster, but, but it's, it's basically kinda... like a drama film framed yeah. around a monster movie. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. It played at Red River, and that's the <laughs> only thing. I... Oh, it did play at Red River. Yeah, it's the only thing at Red River that I wish I had seen. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to remember what there were when you were going through your list. There was some stuff that I wished I had seen, but I didn't get a chance to. I don't remember what. I was going. waiting to hear one title and I didn't hear it. So I, I, I was many months ago. I thought, huh, I wonder if that's going to be a Bob's top ten, and it is. All right, it could be in my twenty too because I kind of skipped over those. So maybe did you not listen? 
Those songs? And it, I think they're a little funky the way they went, but that's all right. All right. Uh, so my number 10 film was You Were Never Really Here. Yeah. Um, the, just missed by one. <laughs> that was one of those movies that it, it's tough for me to recommend it to a lot of people because there's not a, a lot of actual violence depicted, but it's the aftermath of violence that's depicted, which is like a lot of times far more horrible. It's yeah. I mean it is a brutal film. Yeah. Um it's one of Joaquin Phoenix's best performances ever though Definitely. in my opinion. Um if you want the action, I mean Man on Fire is the same movie and it's it's way more action but this is this was just a beautiful film. Yeah, and it's, it's also really dark. Yeah, and it's one of those like uh reflections on like what would someone who's capable of this sort of thing, what would their internal life really be like? Yeah. And there, there's like the tenderness in it too. For sure. Kind yep. of, yeah. 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 Uh, um, I, I'd say Man on Fire is probably possibly my favorite Denzel Washington movie. I, I would agree with that. Uh, so what's your yeah. number 10? So it was, it really was a coin toss today because I wasn't able to see Roma and I've been holding a spot in my top 10 <laughs> just in case, but I wasn't able to see it today. So I went back and forth today between You Were Never Really Here and The Ballad of Buster Scruggs, and I just oh. loved The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. I still haven't oh. finished it. I just... I, I don't care. I love yeah. the Coen Brothers. I love the Coen Brothers, too, but <laughs> I like so a lot of the Coen Brothers stuff. They've made some crap movies. They have. Yeah. They have. But they've made more good movies than they have bad Oh, I would certainly yeah. agree. Yeah. yeah. I was so I, looking I, forward to it, and I've just was so disappointed by it. I, I was I was the opposite. I yeah. right from the get go, right from literally the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yeah. I started. I just loved it. I think there are definitely better short stories in there than they are, and I think that's the James Franco one was actually my favorite. I think that is one of the better ones. Yeah. Yeah. But just for some reason, it felt like stuff I've seen before. I think that's why I didn't like it as much. Because yeah, okay. usually with Coen Brothers, it's like, I've never seen anything like this right, before. Right. When, they, when they're when they good, it's like that. <clears throat> yeah. It was, I, part of it is just, it was so, it was good to see something decent from them after so long. See, I really liked Hail Caesar. I hated Hail Caesar. I was indifferent towards it. I liked Channing Tatum in it. Yeah. But that was about it. I hated Han Solo in that movie. <laughs> oh, that's right. He was in that. Mm-hmm. Yes, he was. Yeah. I think that was his first film. Wasn't we it? also saw him in uh, Rules Don't Apply, yep. Yep. the second worst film I've ever seen. I don't think that's true. That is true. <laughs> I don't think it's that bad. What's your Marvel. 10? So my 10 is Paddington 2. I knew it! Yeah. That was the one. It is. It, it's such a weird film for me to have in my top 10, it but it's like, is. it's the perfect kids movie. Like, I walked into it not expecting anything. And it is, like, the quintessential kids movie. And it's not for me. Like, I shouldn't like it as much yeah. as I do. And I, I just think it's... Have you seen it? I haven't, but there were... Yeah. I, you know, looking through all of the best movies of the year lists like we've been doing, yeah. it was on several of them. Yeah, it's just this weird phenomenon where... I, I saw a lot of kids' movies this year, and, like, a lot of them are just garbage, and I guess kids could like it, but this thing was just, like... And I don't love Paddington. yeah. But this thing, it was the perfect kids movie. When you were reading off your list, I was like, he's not going to see Paddington because it's in his top ten. Yeah. I, I specifically left it for ten, for number ten. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely rated lower than the other ones, but right. it's the one film that stuck with me almost all year. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So my number nine 
is disobedience. I don't know if you saw that yeah, or not. I saw it. Uh, Phenomenal performances from both Rachel McAdams and Rachel Weisz. Um, even the guy, and I can't think of his name, the actor who is in it, who I've never liked. It's uh, it, it's not going to come to me, and I'm not going to bother looking it up, especially because Bob's looking it up now. No, I hope you will. Uh, it's the first time I'd ever seen him do something that I liked. I've seen him in a lot of stuff, but um, he's usually the that like cop, the buddy. Mm-hmm. Or not even the buddy, but like the partner. Right. That yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, excellent film. You know, depressing. But <laughs> I like depressing movies. <clears throat> uh, I'm not even going to try to say his name, yeah. so you can, can say it. Uh, <laughs> it is yeah, you can put your Alessandro Nivola. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it takes place in the you know a Hasidic Jewish community in a suburb of London, and I mean. I think a nice collection, uh, nice connection is he was in ne- You Were Never Really Here, mm. and he was also in Jurassic Park 3. Yes, he was. Oh. Yeah. So what's your number nine? Uh, my number nine is Love, Simon. I saw that back in April. It stuck with me all year. It was, yeah. a, it was a really great modern-day uh, 80s movie homage yep. um, with, a, with a great modern twist, and I cried four or five times during it. It was just a just a great... Well-made teen drama. Yeah, well-made teen drama. That's actually my number five. So, yeah, it ranks a little higher. I actually liked it. Yeah. You did, you know, it was another one that was like the perfect film of its genre kind of thing. And, exactly. And going into it, I didn't expect anything. I don't think I heard anything mm-hmm. about it. My daughter raved about it. And I, I like to sit, She texted me the same day your podcast came out about it and I thought well I'll go check this out so we went to yeah. Chucky's and there was a guy actually sitting at the table with us an older gentleman who was on his third viewing of it oh wow yeah I earlier in the year I thought there was a good chance it would be in my top 10 it was I just looked it was number 22 for me but the, mm-hmm. like I said the top of the 30 movies it was like it was tough yeah yeah it's your number 9 my number 9 is uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse mm-hmm. this actually got kicked kicked uh, Avengers out I thought Avengers was probably the best superhero movie I saw. I mean, it just showed, like, the culmination of ten years into one. But then I saw Spider-Verse, which is an amazing introduction into that universe. I mean, I think it's better than any other Spider-Man movie that been. And I'm not... I would agree. I'm not a big Spider-Man fan. No. But just the voices in this. This is Nick Cage's best performance all year. Name something else. <laughs> well, I really liked him in Mandy, but uh, but this he's better. It's a more brown. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I just love the way it looked. How it looks like newsprint, and uh, it looks like a comic. Yeah, it looks like an old comic, which uh, sucks because comics don't look like that anymore. They're too glossy now. Yeah, I don't like it. I was just mm-hmm. the after credit scene. Both of them. Mm-hmm. Did you stay till the very end? I think so. The meme at the end of it was like it just—it was like icing on the cake. I mean, it was like Terminal the cherry. Was. I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, mm. it was just one of those. I'm fairly certain I stayed till the end, though. Yeah. Usually with comic book movies, I do just because they almost always throw some some tomfoolery. There's <laughs> some moose knucklery yeah. in there. Their uh, tribute to Stanley, I think, was the best yeah. tribute I saw too. Deadpool, well, Once Upon a Deadpool did a really good one. But this one I didn't like the one in Venom, and I've been notorious for not liking the Stanley cameos on it, and I like the one in Venom. Yep. Um, and, uh, yeah, if, if anything good 
come out of uh, Stanley's death is that we don't have to see any of those goddamn cameos in a couple of years. Didn't they film a bunch? They did. For future projects? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, number eight for me is Hostiles. Um, saw it early in the year. Um, great Western movie. Um, yeah, probably... I'm in a very different performance from Christian Bale than the one I just saw him in last night. Uh, but, I mean, he does... I thought it was his best performance of his career. Interesting. In yeah. Hostile. So yeah. You should see this movie called uh, The Dark Knight. Um, it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> it is a good movie, it. but that's not his best performance. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, he's. I really like him in Hunger. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. The Machinist? Yeah, the machine the, is the hunger is uh, uh, Michael Fassbender. Yeah, 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 I get those two. With and that's uh, Steve McQueen. Uh, yeah, movie. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I actually I think uh, wasn't Widows the first Steve McQueen movie that Fassbender wasn't in? Probably because he's only done three, right? Hunger, know. Twelve Years a Slave, and no, he did, he's done a couple other movies too. I thought. No, I thought twelve years. Didn't he do? Didn't he do Shame? Oh, did he? I thought so. Or did he do the other one, the, A Single Man? He might have. I'm pretty sure Widows was like his fourth or fifth film. Uh, but uh, yeah, he fucked up. Should have had Magneto in it. Would have been better. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have been. No, well, no. I was gonna say because because I mean I, I like, liked Widows. I like Fastbender, but he was in that. What was it? The uh, what was the movie where he's the unnamed attorney? Um, the one where Cameron Diaz puts her her vagina on the windshield of a oh the um, yeah with Harvey there by them yeah that movie was terrible I've never seen that it's garbage yeah yeah but there yeah there's a scene where uh, uh, Cameron Diaz uh, has sex with the windshield of a car yeah <sighs> um, never want to see that <laughs> uh, number eight yeah number eight? number eight I think it's yeah, no, my number eight was Leave No Trace. Um, and I almost didn't watch it because I remember texting you about it. And you were like, it's slow. It goes nowhere. And I went... I liked it. I yeah, liked it a lot. Also, was, I don't think you're going to like Rama. Okay. Continue. Um, no. Anyways, not Ben Foster's best performance, but a, a fantastic performance. A very slow movie with, with not much dialogue, but... The girl, I forget the actress's name, is Australian. My top three yeah. actresses' performances of the year. Yeah, she was really. Um, cool. She, she kind of carried the movie. Once it got rolling, she kind of carried it. Just a beautiful story and very, very sad. You should watch Lean on Pete if you like that one because Lean on Pete is it's similar to Leave No Trace, but it's it has like the same tone. Okay. Yeah, check that out. Is Forty Days of Night your favorite Matt Foster performance? I don't know what my favorite Raw Hammer remake. He was really good in 310 to Humor. Yeah, I was, mm, he was scary in that. I actually liked him in the uh, the Mechanic remake. Yeah, he was really good in that. His head, like as he gets balder, it seems like his head just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. He's <laughs> got like a light bulb head. And Hell or High Water, he was good in too. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, he was he's really just, good. He's great in the remake. Uh, number eight. Well, it, mine is um, Won't be, Won't You Be My Neighbor. I mean, there's a lot of really good documentaries this year, and I think that one. And also, Love and Bananas came out this year. Yeah, that wasn't one of the good ones. Yeah, yeah. 
I saw, um, I was just kind of, I didn't really know that much about Mr. Rogers. I just knew like his show and stuff. And I was just kind of blown away by it. Um, I saw that twice in the theater too. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I just really liked it. I, I don't know. Cried like a baby both times. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's pretty amazing just to see his far reach. And then the mm-hmm. thing that drove me nuts about it was like, Oh, he's the reason that everybody needs a trophy now. It's like, that's the exact opposite yeah. of what he taught. Yeah. 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 I think, with the year that we've had and all the crappy movies, it was just like this weird ray of sunshine. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, you guys saw a lot of junk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my number seven was Thoroughbreds. Um, it was interesting that it, I, I didn't know until months later that there was like a 11th hour title change and it was very slight. The film was called Thoroughbred until two weeks before it came out. And I don't know why they felt they needed to throw an S on it. Uh, so was it... B R E D. Yeah, it was the same word. They just threw an S on the end. No, it's not the same word because the way they spell it is like B O U G H S. Is that why they changed it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why they changed it. They're yeah. just like the marketing team. Um, I mean, it was a little bittersweet. It's Anton Yelchin's final film. Mm. Um, I mean, was the girl from Split in there? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And it's. Uh, yeah. She's the girl from The Witch, uh, okay. who happens to be in Split, too. Um, yeah, uh, all th- three of them were great. Uh, even uh, Rachel Cook. Yeah, and no, Olivia Cook. Olivia Cook, yeah. And uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Joy, yeah. Uh, and even the guy who plays the stepfather, which I've seen him in a bunch of stuff before, he was really good. I mean, he you hate him in this movie. Uh, you saw it, right? Yeah. 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 You didn't see it. Right? I did not know. Yeah, it's, I would definitely recommend it, but it is, it's dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was the darkest one for a while mm-hmm. until uh, mm-hmm. in, uh, the Joaquin one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's basically like a retell. it's not a retelling, but it's like in the vein of Heathers. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I saw a trailer for it. looked interesting, but I never pulled the trigger. What's your number seven? Uh, Vice. Um which I'm a little bit disappointed in because I, as soon as I saw the trailer for Vice, I thought it was going to be my favorite movie of the year. And it was good. I had a really good time. It was a great Christian um, Bale performance. It, the Big Short was my third favorite movie of 2015, and this just wasn't it as wasn't good. good. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. It just was, it wasn't as interesting. And not because of, it was about Dick Cheney. It just, I don't know, it, just a little bit flat in some places. Um, Still really enjoyed it. Still one of the best movies I saw this year. Yeah, Kristen Bell's really good in that. It's mm. definitely... It didn't make my top 20. Who was Kristen Bell in that? Bale. Oh, Christian Bale. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was like, did I totally miss her? No. I, like, no. I thought that was Naomi Watts. There's a lot of cameos. In There's it. a lot of cameos. A lot. Yeah. Naomi Watts like was completely wasted in that thing, though. Yeah. like They, they didn't need to have a name actress play that part. No, it it was just, it wasn't, it wasn't like pull you out of the film distracting, but it's like, oh, there she is again. Right. Kind of thing. Yeah. I really, I really liked Vice, but it wasn't nearly as good as I was hoping it was going to be. Exactly. Because I loved Big Short. Yeah. Yeah. I still haven't seen Big Short. It's horrifying. Oh, it's so good. But the thing with. It's not like I'm avoiding it. It's on my list of a thousand things to see. Yeah. Yeah. The it's just amazing that he's come from Talladega Nights to direct yeah, stuff like yeah, this. Yeah, Anchorman and all that stuff. Yeah, it, and if he keeps making movies like this, it's it's the way to go. 
there was um, a lot of things that they did that rolling the credits midway through and, and stuff like that. Oh, that, that was really, awesome. That they were really fun and really, really yeah. creative. But yeah. Um, anyways, you're number seven. Uh, Black Klansman. I. It just shows that I really like Chirac, which was. Um, I didn't see it. Yeah, which was um, Spike Lee's one before this. Um, and this just kind of cemented that he's back as a director kind of thing, and I just hope he keeps it up. Uh, Denzel Washington's son. Had, he's fantastic. I've seen him in three things this year, and he's been great in all three. Yeah. Um, I, didn't, I didn't understand why Adam Driver couldn't talk on the phone, though. I, it was the only thing that they couldn't convince me of, is that there's... <laughs> There's no, no reason. There's why no Adam, movie. Yeah. Why Adam Driver couldn't talk on the phone? So I think the well, reason, it's a true story. So. I, well, I get that, but in real life, he, wouldn't you think? Hey, wait, we can just let Adam Driver talk on the phone too, since that, he's got the same voice. Way through, like uh, Denzel Washington's son character has to convince him to like believe in something. Yeah. So like he wouldn't have the conviction to call call him up and like do all that. That's right. right. That That's was true. the motivation. Yeah. He had that great speech too about how not. <clears throat> not caring at all about being Jewish and now it's all he thinks about. That was yeah. a great moment in that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's what were you gonna say? I don't remember. Um, <laughs> so yeah, that was uh number seven for me. Uh my number six, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Um I mean we've talked about it a bunch. I just talked about it. No, wait, have I talked no, I don't think I've talked about it on podcast, so I'm not gonna say anymore. More. Uh, I'm not going to go more in depth, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. Were you expecting it to be that good? Nope. Yeah. I I mean, I remember you and I saw the preview this summer, and you're like, nope. Uh, yeah. And you're like, you're going to see that, aren't you? I'm like, oh, probably. Yeah. And I, I mean, I liked it. I'm not sad that I watched it. It was just, it was a, another Spider-Man reboot. This time it was animated. I wasn't excited until... I saw the post-credits scene in Venom. In Venom, yeah. And I was, that I was looks like, great. Yeah. After I saw that, I was like, I have to see it. But I'm, I'm completely not a Spider-Man guy. It's like, you know, it, Spider-Man is a, is basically water. The the thing for me is, so Spider-Man is the face of Marvel Comics, and it's been, uh, I mean, he's literally the, fa- I mean, his, like the Marvel Comics logo on the comics is Spider-Man's head. Um, like he's the flagship artist or superhero. So the fact that Marvel doesn't have direct control of him has been like a, a like a thorn in a lot of people's sides. I mean, and Sony is smart and they're working with Marvel on it. Um, you know, unlike, uh, but this isn't a Marvel movie. It is a Marvel production, but it's not part of the Marvel cinematic universe. Cause it comes from Sony animation. Right. But it, but it, I don't know if you remember in the beginning, it's in association with Marvel Studios. Yeah. So the Marvel basically has a say of what you can and what you can't do in this universe. Yeah. Um, whereas um, Spider-Man Homecoming is part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And it's weird at what they've done because Venom is part of the same universe as Spider-Man Homecoming, but is not part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, Venom is also terrible. It's not bad. <laughs> it's pretty terrible. You, you should see Venom just for Tom Hardy. Like he's oh, the that, that was the worst Tom Hardy performance ever. No, it's not. I'm not gonna see what, that. What's worse that you've seen Tom Hardy? <sighs> There's gotta be one. I can't think of it right now. What's your number what's it, sixth one? Uh Deadpool Two. Mm-hmm. The best movie of the summer, I thought. 
You need to see. But you said that about Jurassic Park. <laughs> no, during I, I, said it, I, I said it was one of. Uh. Deadpool 2, I went into it and I was like, I want this to be vulgar. I want heads to get cut off and I want to laugh. And it's exactly what it was. It was the perfect summer movie. And you didn't see Once Upon a Deadpool, right? I didn't because I thought it was the same thing, just PG-13. No. It's it's a different movie? Kind of. Sort of. They recut it. They didn't but with right with there. the book bookend, no, it's more than bookend. Well, I yeah. mean, it's you know how Fred it, Savage is in the Princess Bride throughout. Yeah. That's what they do with Fred Savage in. But they changed the tone of it yeah. too, which is weird. And I know they did they did like five days of reshoots to do more footage uh, for the like the story within it. Too. Yeah, I was just even already seeing Deadpool. Two, yeah. watching Once Upon a Deadpool, it's like, this thing is better than I remember. And there was stuff that came up that I didn't remember from the original, so I don't know if it was... And it was beyond the Fred Savage stuff. Yeah, I would recommend that over... Deadpool I would say Deadpool 2. 2 was my favorite Brad Pitt movie of the year. <laughs> he has a very small role in that. Very small. I don't think I've seen him in it's anything else this year. second role. I don't think he's in that. He is. He's, he's invisible, he's dude. He's invisible. Dude. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see him for just a second on the power lights. Well, Matt, Matt Damon's in it, too. I know. Yeah. yeah. I like Brad Pitt more than I like Matt Damon. <laughs> but just a little bit more. <laughs> All right. What are we at? Six? Six. six. Yeah. Isle of Dogs is my number six. I wanted to like that so much more than I did. Oh, I loved it. I, I mean, when um, I just completely blanked on uh, his name. Uh, Wes Anderson? Yeah. Wow. When Wes Anderson does stuff well, it just like, it, he kicks it out of the park. And Fantastic Mr. Fox isn't my favorite of his, but yeah. <laughs> this one, I just love the look of this. I thought it looked great. I didn't care about the story at all. See, I love the story. I'm, I'm going to jump in on him because Isle of Dogs is my number five. I thought it was fantastic. Uh-huh. Yeah. It just threw and through. I thought it was a, a, one of the best animated films I've ever seen. Uh, granted, I've seen twenty in my life, but uh, yeah. you should watch Kubo and the Two Strings. This is way better than Kubo That's and not the true. Two Strings. Remember yeah, when oh, we yes, were making fun of that one? Yes, it when is. we were on the on the adventure because yeah. we keep seeing it posters for it everywhere. I finally watched it this year. Uh, I we ended it. up seeing Soul like a third time, so we wouldn't have to go see Kubo and the and, so, the, and the Strings up in one of the theaters up north. Not Soul, it was something something else. Something yeah, was, else. Um, what was the other Star Wars? Rogue One. Yeah, Kubo was good but it's not as good as Island Dogs. <laughs> Island Dogs was just great. Yeah. The voicing, I mean, it, it's all the standard voicing and stuff, but when they switch back and forth from Japanese to this, yeah. when she's uh, making, not when she, but when the sushi's being made, it's like the little details yep. that he puts in there, just like puts it over mm-hmm. the edge. Yeah. yeah. I just watched that recently, too. I just watched it Christmas night. Oh, it was nice. fantastic. Uh, so number five for me, I just saw this week, Roma. Um, you, no, you don't like it? I just don't. Want, I don't. I don't get the love for it. I'm surprised that it's gotten such a mass appeal. Love. Um, it's. I don't think it's mass appeal. I think it's critics. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's one of those things I've heard from a lot of people over and over. Oh, I really need to see that. And like, first of all, I don't think. I don't think it's going to find a wide audience. Um, Whereas, whereas it's on Netflix, I think a lot of people will start to watch it and be like, "Oh yeah, I saw that." Um, and and that's the thing too is a lot of it. Uh, they do this 
there's a lot of single shot scenes that the camera will bounce from one end of the frame to the other and back and forth. And I really like that. But, uh, you know, like you say, it really needs to be seen on a big screen to be appreciated. All the details that are in the full frame. Yeah. I uh, think, I think that's why, like I saw it at home and I get, I'll admit I get distracted at home Yeah, sure. with something like this. I, I definitely like, I paid attention cause I knew it is, it is a, purely cinematic film absolutely yeah and i miss seeing it on the and there's a lot of shots like when they're at the the martial arts training thing and they're all like spread out it looks great on a big screen and i think the effect is just lost on a small screen the one the same with gravity right there's no reason to watch gravity unless it's on the big screen yeah i brought that up i will say my one like stick in my side about roma seeing on the big screen is that the dog shit is like you can tell it's fake oh, on really? a big screen. Like, oh, okay. like it doesn't. I'm like, you couldn't use real dog shit because I mean that plays a part in the in, in the story, yeah, like a, a recurring story, thing. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of close-ups of dog poop. Uh, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. So I saw I saw I think I have like a 42 inch TV, and that's what I saw it at home. Yeah, and I didn't. I, I mean I I mean literally, there's a couple shots where dog shit's probably five feet wide on the screen. Oh yeah, so. there's like close ups of it going into the bin. Yeah, it's yeah. my number eleven. So I uh, think if I would have saw it in the theater, it might have been higher. Mm-hmm. It's just it's one of those films when I've been reading about it, you have to get immersed into it. And at home, I don't think you can get the full experience. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But cinematically, it, it was. When you gorgeous. watched it, did it say in the subtitle? Did it do the two different languages? Yep. Okay. Yeah, because it's 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 a foreign language film. But it's actually two languages on top of each other. So one of them is just in white bracket, white text, and ones in brackets, so you can tell which language. Yeah. Because it's basically. Spanish and then it's like something else. Uh, Mexican, which is it's basically it's a it's Mexican specific to Mexico City. Oh, uh, nice. and it but it's sort of like lower. It's pigeon. It's basically lower class Mexican. So that's why the lighter skinned you know class speaks Spanish, and the darker skinned working class speaks the other one. So, um, what's your number five? Island Dogs. Oh, that's it. Nope. Did we do for that? Yep. Yeah. We on five? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it oh. was just my six, so we kind of jumped, so jumped in. in yeah. yeah. So my five is Love, Simon. So, I mean, we already yeah. talked about it. It is... I can't believe you and I have more in common in our top ten than he and I do. It, it's kind of weird because, I don't know, this year, like, putting the, the top 20 together was definitely, I think my 11 through 20 is more diverse than my than yeah. the top ones this year. Yeah. Because I know there's one on here, neither one of you have seen. But yeah, I love Simon. I just I went into it not really knowing anything and just kind of blown, being blown away. There was another film um, that was kind of like Every Day, which was about a kid that an entity that would like switch bodies, which was really good too. Mm. And I saw that around the same time as Love Simon. I saw that. It's actually called It Follows, though. That's no, it's really <laughs> that's way better. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so you're four. So my number four, I just decided now. I'm just Are you gonna swap them? I'm swapping my three and four. Oh. Um and it's and I wrestled with it and it's funny because yesterday, and I don't know if he's listening or not, especially this far in, but Grant 
having a conversation with him about a particular movie, the my number one had been do- dropped down to number two, and after having the conversation with him about it, I was like, no, th- that one is my number one. So I'm doing that with three and four now. So my number four uh, is A Star is Born. Um, that's the third iteration of this story. Um, four. Is it four? Oh, yeah, because it was 20s, a 20s, 20s, 50s, 70s, and then this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it's Bradley Cooper's directorial debut, which I thought he did an excellent job, but the biggest thing for me was just um, uh, Lady Gaga's performance. Yeah, uh, she was amazing. Yeah, so it's my number four as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. Uh, the, only, like, the only thing that really bothers me about it, and I was talking to a friend over Christmas about it, was... She had to use the name Lady... Like, I get that it's her performing name, Lady Gaga, but, like, she also... Like, everyone knows her name's Stephanie Germano. Uh, and, you know, like, Curtis Jackson acts as Curtis Jackson, not 50 Cent. So I'm like, you couldn't use your real name? Because you're not playing Lady Gaga. But she's but, still... Yeah. Is she Lady Gaga playing this character? No, she's... Because... Well, that's the thing, too, is, like, I... But Cher doesn't go by yeah, a different fine. name. I was just going to say Cher But Cher's a, Cher is a shortening of her first name. There's got to be somebody. I mean, um, what is it? Um, Ice T's Ice T on uh, Law and Order SUV. Yeah. But he's not talented as either. So, and Michael Keaton is Michael Keaton when he acts. So that's right. It's not not Michael Douglas. Yeah, Michael Douglas. I I loved *A Star Is Born*. I loved it right up until the end, and I'm not talking about the ending the, the way everybody thinks I am. I'm talking about. They're one more chance to have Lady Gaga put a song on iTunes. And it just infuriated me the way they packaged the ending so that every everybody would leave crying. And it, it, it offended me. I don't think I remember it. Oh, like her the, thing, the her big, thing at the, the big oh, assembly. Yeah. And I'm going to sing tribute. our song. And yeah. it was just, I mean, it, I'm, I'm honestly asking a question out of ignorance. If a celebrity... Can I spoil? Um, I, I think if you don't know what the, the yeah. story of it. Bradley Cooper dies. Yeah. Do they do that? Do they have... Yeah, Michael Jackson had one. Mm-hmm. Well, Michael Jackson was a monster star, but... But, I mean, in this universe, he... Okay. Yeah. All right. They do, they do put on tribute concerts, too. It just... It yeah. seemed to me that... I mean, they, they, they packaged Bradley Cooper exactly perfectly to make the bad boy that every woman's going to fall in love with, and they got their final song in at the end. And other than that, I loved this movie. I loved Lady Gaga's reaction the very first time she's singing in the, in the stadium with him. Haunting. It'll stay yeah. with you forever. But I just... They, they cheated me out of an ending so they could make money, and it pissed me off. Fair enough. I purposely watched the 70s version before I saw this one. Have you ever seen it before? No. With Chris Christopherson? And yeah. And yeah. Babs. <laughs> it is horrible. They do a similar thing there, so I think I was kind of used to it. Right. I want to go back and watch the 50s and the 60s version to see the difference. In the 70s version, they, they leave it ambiguous, like if you did it on purpose or something. Yeah. So, after song, I went into this one and I was like, they they just have to deal with it better in this one and he does but you can also tell that he's like picked up his chops from David O. Russell and even in The Mule I don't know if that was filmed before A Star is Born but I could see him picking up directing like tips and he's worked with Eastwood before hasn't he? 
I think so. The yeah, American like, Sniper. Is that what it... Right. Okay, yeah. So you can see, like, fingerprints of other directors in there. Yeah. I think if it keeps going, he's going to be really good. I, th- I agree. Yeah. Just what a fantastic director. So, so what was your number four? Um, the favorite, yeah. Um, Interesting. That was just... There was something about the preview, and I just went and I got really excited about it and I went to go see it and I as soon as it started a minute into it I was like I'm, I'm going to love this movie right till the end and I did interesting um, I felt an interesting casting choice with Rachel Weiss in that role because I wouldn't have put her in that role but she killed it um, and the woman Olivia Cooper mm-hmm. I don't think that she deserves um, a Best Actress nomination. I think she was more of a supporting role. I think. Yeah. Um, but all three of them were fantastic in it. Writing, directing, everything. Score's a little bit weird. Yeah, I love the score. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, it didn't bother me at all, but I heard it, I, a couple of people say the score took The thing that I don't like, the reason it's not as high, and for me, uh, I don't think it even breaks my top 20. Dude, yeah, it was down pretty far for you. Yeah. It's not as dark as I wanted as, it to as be. As other films? Yeah. Like, I, I purposely was scared to go into it with my girlfriend because of how dark his other stuff is. Mm-hmm. And then, I was scared because you told me, don't, you warned me off the lobster, and I was like, oh, yeah. okay. And I never have seen the lobster, just seen the, the preview, and I was like, I hope I don't hate this. And I ended up loving it. I'm still not going to see the lobster, but I ended up loving it. Yeah, that was my big thing, is I was just waiting for it to get darker and darker. And there was definitely places for it to get dark. And by the end, I was like, all right, this is, it's good, but it wasn't, it didn't blow me away. Hmm. It wasn't higher on my list because you only saw one of Emma Stone's titties. <laughs> um, I don't know if you noticed, one of the things I really like, you didn't see Nicholas Holt out of white face paint the entire, That's like, every right. yeah. that he's in. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was good at too. And he's, God, he's a chameleon. He's in so much stuff that, like, you kind of forget. You're like, oh, right, that's, the, I mean, yeah, he's in the new X-Men movies. Um, you know, obviously, uh, yeah, uh, obviously. Um, Nux. Nux in uh, Fury Road. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, my number three. Uh, Wait, did we do, did we do Bob's four? Yeah, yeah his was also a Star is Born. Yeah, right, we both okay. had this. Yeah, yeah. Four. Uh, so my number three is A Quiet Place. Um, yeah, you love that movie. <laughs> why are you shaking your head? <laughs> so it, this year is the second year in a row that you had horror movies on there mm-hmm. that I don't think are nearly as good as you think they are. But you also see a lot more horror movies than me. Right. And A Quiet Place is probably the best horror movie I've seen this year, but it's still not as good as I think you think it is. I thought it was great. <laughs> um, it was interesting to see, because I just saw... Mary Poppins earlier today, seeing a very different performance from Emily Blunt. Yeah. Um, Speaking of a girl like a chameleon, she can do a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I loved it. I thought it was great. No, it's really... Yeah, I loved it too. It's really good, but the same thing with Get Out is their horror movies made for not horror fans. Right. And as a horror fan... Yeah. It I like The Quiet the- Place better than I like to Get Out. That makes sense. They just kind of... I think I did too. ...kind of annoys me, and being a horror fan, you you see where stuff is going to go, mm-hmm. so it just kind of takes that the the surprise out of it towards the end, mm-hmm. 
Um, I just saw the new trailer for Jordan Peele's next Us. Us. It looks great. Uh, it looks amazing. Well, I, d- I mean, I'm just psyched that Lupita is starring in it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be another one where it's going to... I just hope it's... I mean, I like Get Out and I like The Quiet Place, but they're just not as high up for me. Right. Because I guess I'm used to that kind of storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also that the opening like 10 minutes of that thing you already saw coming from the trailers which oh yeah for sure drove me nuts yeah yeah and i hate when trailers do away we stuff. when we first started seeing the trailer for it, we just kind of laughed it off yeah but uh yeah that was yeah it wasn't until the second trailer that you, i'm like oh this looks pretty good yeah, yeah cuz you kept saying like when we went to see stuff you're like i'm not, i'm going to hate that thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 uh, what what's your number 3 my number 3 was tully and i have you to thank for that he on your listening to your podcast and you just glowed about it and I was like, I, I cannot sit through this thing and I yeah. went past it on Redbox again and again and finally, I just was like, all right, I'll watch it. Had to stop myself from ugly crying at the end, and th- there isn't a better performance than Charlize Theron this yeah. year yeah. Th- from anybody. She won't be nominated. Yeah, for she get no- she didn't get nominated for uh, Fury Road and. She, I mean, got a, she got a Golden Globe nomination for this. Yeah. Did she? Yeah. Oh, that's surprising. I just, not enough, I mean, it came and went so quickly, did, not yeah. enough people saw it. It's it like two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's, it's. Yeah, so I saw it on opening night, and because I remember at the theater, the guy's like, what is that movie? I'm like, you work here, sir. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, And then I saw it again a couple days later. Sorry. Yeah, I only saw it once, but I it, it was. Just beautiful. Um, it's everybody. If if you listen to this, just get it, get it, and watch it. It's so good. Yeah, it's it's unusual that a director has two good movies in one year. Yeah, and I know I like Front Runner more than you. Yeah, for sure. I didn't. I didn't yeah. hate it, but I wish it had gone further into. I don't know. I felt like as it was just it was getting surface. going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was. I mean, Tully was. It, it was great to. See Ron Livingston on screen yeah. again uh, mm-hmm. in a yeah. um, kind of a thankless role, but yep. Mackenzie Davis needs to do more stuff. Mm-hmm. She's I watched her in her TV role, uh, Home Catch Fire, which I just I love what she did in that role. And anything else she does, I'll watch. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. funny because her character from Blade Runner twenty forty nine has gotten a lot of flack in the past year about how from who nobody saw it. <laughs> well, it's a lot of. Uh, like feminine scholars are talking about how it's you know it's basically a male fantasy like the sex scene in Blade Runner twenty forty nine they're like oh, it's offensive because no. you know, and I'm just like okay uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah I really like Tully too it, I guess that shows the kind of strength of the top twenty where it didn't quite break it but mm-hmm. it was up there for sure it's in like the top fifty easily yeah I mean I would I, going off of that I saw at least twenty movies. That I would say were excellent this year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah, picking the top ten was tough for me. Yeah, what's your number uh, three? Are we three? So mine is Annihilation, and it's probably—I don't think you've mentioned it yet. So it's probably your number one or two. I knew it would be on both ears, and I yeah, yeah. It's that's one of the ones where there was a—I only saw one trailer for it. It was the same trailer. I think they only cut one trailer, and yeah. I was just—I was drawn into it from that trailer. Who directs it? Alex Greenwald, Greenwood, he also did Ex Machina. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's why. 
I the look of this, um, the sound, uh, Natalie Portman, all of the women in this, it was just, it just, it kept building and building, and I was like, it's not going to pay off mm-hmm. at all, and then it actually pays off, which is, <clears throat> which is unusual for a film that actually it has an ending that's believable. I was just kind of, it was one of those ones that, again, it kind of stuck with me it's also the ending is very different from that type of film oh yeah. usually has yeah it definitely it's hard to explain that without i don't want to spoil without that. spoiling it and if uh, i had to choose between blowing my brains out and watching that movie i'd blow my brains out <laughs> did you see it no <laughs> because they kept running that same 17 minute trailer before every movie, every time. Yeah, I don't think it's like you have to sit, sound clip. I'm not a sci-fi guy yeah. at all. And it's just that, that trailer just go endless, endless trailer. And I'm just like, out of spite, I'm never going to see this movie. Oh, going touching on something you talked about like a half an hour ago. One of the films that technically came out in 2018 that I didn't get to see, but didn't play anywhere around here yet is uh vox lux which i really want to see it did play it, oh, did it? it played at um it played in methuen and i looked at it for like two weeks while i was playing down there and every showtime was 10 o'clock and it's a two-hour movie it's like two plus hours isn't it it's like two fifteen. no it wasn't that long it was like two hours but uh it, towards the end of its run it was like 10 30 i'm like i'm not going down because I have heard nothing good about it oh really I thought it was getting <laughs> yeah. good reviews no I, I heard um, basically some of the critics that I listen to and I follow it, it's just um, it, it was it was getting panned but I wanted to see it because it looked interesting but and it, I like Natalie Portman but that's that's the other reason but every time I went to see it it was just playing so late and I was like um, that's what happened with Suspiria is it played so late and I was like that Did- I thought you saw Suspiria. I did. Okay. Yeah. So I drove up to Portland to see it. Yeah, that's like a two and a half hour movie. I got out at like one o'clock. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. It was rough. All right. Number two, and like I said, I went back and forth uh, with with this one. Uh, I made a decision this morning. This was number two, but so Tully was my number two. Oh. Um, nice. Yeah, I loved that film. Um, uh, I'd, I, I would probably say I think it's it's definitely my favorite Jason Reitman film. Um, mm-hmm. It's certainly my favorite Diablo Cody written film. Yeah, um, I and I really liked uh, Grown Ups. Uh, no, Young Adult. Young, young, young adult. adult. No, I did not like Grown Ups. <laughs> just for the record, that's that Adam Sandler movie, which was you know another Diablo Cody uh, thing that uh, um, Charlie's Theron. And also was in it too. Uh, that was one of the first films that I really took notice of him as a as a dramatic actor. Uh, he was in Big Fan as well. I don't know if you ever saw that. Yeah, but, I did. Uh, I was thinking of Ratatouille. Like his voice works really good too. He does a ton of voice work. Yeah, um, yeah. I love Tully. I honestly think it's one of those movies that everyone should see. Just that it's weird that me and you like it so much. Yeah. Or. I understand why you like it. I, it's I a, don't. It's, it's not a bleak it, horror movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not, and it's, and it's... I mean, there's definitely sadness to it. Yeah. yeah. But there's, a, you know, and this isn't a spoiler at all, but the, the last minute and a half, two minutes of that movie, I mean, if if you can watch it and not tear up, you're a robot, because yeah. it's just beautiful. And it takes the entire movie to get there. Yeah. Yep. So, Yeah. 
Uh, my number two? Yeah. Okay, so for those of you who have never seen this before, what I do is my number two is my favorite movie of the year, and then my number one is the best movie that I saw this year. And it, sometimes they're the same and sometimes they're not. So my favorite movie this year was Mission Impossible 6 Fallout. Um, ding, 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 ding. Don't care. Ding, ding, ding. It was... There were moments. There were moments of it that were as intense, not as intense. Wait, but wouldn't that close to be the best summer movie? Can I talk? Can I talk about my movie here for a second? <laughs> it wasn't because I don't. I don't consider it a summer movie. Anyways, uh, I love spy films. I love. They're my favorite kind of movie, and where they are in the Mission Impossible universe right now is fantastic. With. Christopher McQuarrie at the helm, even though I don't think he'll be on for the next one. Um, bringing in Rebecca Ferguson was a huge move, and I cannot remember the guy's name who plays... Tom Cruise? The no, the villain. Tom Cattle? Cruise. Tom Cruise. Would you guys stop showing something? The guy with the beard in this one. Oh, yeah. 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 One, one of the, the better villains you've seen in the last however many years. Yeah. Um, Anyways, yeah, my favorite movie of the year. I liked I liked Henry Cavill in it too. Yeah, um, he was good. Different role for him. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely. Yeah, I liked it. It's just it wasn't nearly. Like, I thought it was the best of the Mission Impossible movies, and that's I think pretty rare. Was better, but this one is pretty rare apparently. for for a movie six films into a franchise to be this good. Yeah, yeah. I like I like the groundwork that they're laying. Like that's a. It's a very solid like film franchise. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, two is. I know you ranked them, but two is by far the one I. Yeah, it's most. unwatchable. Yeah, but one I, one I grew up watching. Right, and I also saw it on TV. I don't know how One's many times. One's the best spy movie. It's just the technology takes you out of it. Yeah, yeah. But that that scene with him like in the uh, it's, it's Langley. Were you stealing that stuff? I yeah. Mean, it is dated, but it's still... Yeah. It's still well, it's iconic, iconic, too. Yeah. 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 What's your number two? Mine is... Uh, i got to thank you for this one. Um, it's Madeline's Madeline. Um, Thanking me? Yeah. So, this is... I wouldn't have seen this. I've never this. even heard of it. Yeah. I wouldn't have seen this unless you, like, convinced me to go to the film festival. Mm -hmm. So, I saw five films that day, even though he, he wussed out because he was sick or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I was very sick that yeah. day. <laughs> he didn't want to deal with me or something. No, <laughs> I was. it was very, very rare. For, like, I had a couple days this year that I was like, like couldn't get out of bed sick. It's yeah. made flare-ups. So, <laughs> I mean, I... I was pissed at you, like, because I got the text, like, right, like, um, two minutes after well, I bought the ticket. Because you had bought, the, oh, for some reason I thought you had bought them the day before, but no, it was almost no. like, like, I was trying to rally yeah. to go, and I was just like, because it was raining that day, too, and I was yeah. like, uh Oh, you know. it was it was kind of a miserable day, but yeah, yeah, I was kind of, I was bummed, but it turned out to be a really good day, and Madeline's Madeline was one of the ones that I saw there. Um, basically what it is, is it's a, it's a schizophrenic girl who's in a play and it, and it's just, it's, I'm, I've never seen anything like it. The girl's probably 16. She deals with her, her mother's like forcing her into this play. The play becomes like her psyche inside and the way it's shot. It was just, I've never seen anything like this. It was, if you can see it, I don't even know if you're going to be able to see it, but it was, it just stayed with me since that film festival. It, it's the acting, cinema, 
just the look of it was really good. It's basically just in a city, but it's more the acting from the two main characters, the the mother and then the daughter, and they're both no names. Like they're the mother was in something else, um, but it, it it was completely immersive and. I was sitting in the loft, which is a horrible place to see a movie, and I was You've just got a whole notebook full of paper. Right there. Yes, but that's my hand. <laughs> okay, so that that's my number two. Yeah, yeah, the loft is not an ideal place to see movies. I have seen a bunch of great stuff in the loft. Yeah, but yeah, it is uh, not a great place yeah. to. Uh, they need to just upgrade their seats just a little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So no surprise, my number one film of the year was Annihilation. Um, just. The, the the that bear scream will haunt me for the rest of my life. <laughs> now, now, if nothing else from that movie, and that movie's full of such so much great stuff. And uh, the imagery, yeah. I mean, and it was also like uh, you know the four. It's I can't remember. If it's four or five because it's been about six months since the last time I watched it, but. Four or five lead, I think it's five. It's five women. I mean, the only significant male character in it, Oscar Isaac, is in a coma for a lot of the movie. Um, There's the other scientist, but he doesn't play a huge right. Role. Yeah, and uh, you know, nice to see Jennifer Jason Lee in something too. I mean, I know she's worked consistently, but I hadn't seen her in a movie in the theater in years. Mm. So I think probably The Machinist was the last movie I saw in the theater. That she was in. Hey, Fleet. Ah, oh, yeah, that's right. Never oh, mind. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Was that fifteen? Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Uh, my number one, I can't believe I saw it in February and it stayed with me all year, was Hostiles. Nice. Oh, wow. Number one movie of the, my favorite, what I thought was the best movie of the year. And it was, like I said earlier, Christian Bale's best performance Western, dark. I know you don't like Rosamund Pike, but she was fantastic. She was great in that. that yeah. Fantastic. That role was perfect for her. Yeah. It just kind of... That was probably her best performance this year. Yeah. yeah. It just kind of came and went in and out of theaters, and I, I happened to catch it and just was blown away. And as we've been talking about this list over the last month, I just couldn't shake that it. it was. It really was. I just got it on Blu-ray the other day, and I just loved it. It is gorgeous. Mm. Yeah, it's it's probably one of the better westerns that I've seen in the last few years. Yeah. They shot it all like chronologically. Chronologically, that makes yeah. sense. Because that that also has Ben Foster in it too, it doesn't does. it? Yeah, yeah, Because yeah, he's really good in it too. Yeah. yeah, for a kind of a smallish kind of a role. Yeah, I'm not convinced that Ben Foster hasn't killed like dozens <laughs> of people in his real life. Like, I'm pretty sure he doesn't know that he's an actor. Probably not, because he probably was on hostels and he was like that, and then he just started living in the woods with us. Some yeah, some right. girl, <laughs> yeah, some girl. Just grab some teenage girl, living <laughs> in the woods. Mm-hmm. So, Bob, what's your number one movie? So, my number one is First Man. Um, that thing. That's one of the ones I still haven't seen. Really, I was thinking about that the other day. It's so know. worth it. it it's, it's but let me ask you this though. Going back to what we were talking about earlier, is it going to be different watching that movie on a smaller screen? See, that's one of the. I only saw it once. I wanted to see it a second time, and I don't know if it's going to play in a small screen because it with that one, it, I got I didn't get lucky, but I was the only one in the theater. Wow! When that happens, about twenty five percent of the stuff yeah. I see is by myself in the theater. 
But that one, it was completely dead quiet. Nobody was talking. I didn't have to hear popcorn. The sound design, the way it looked, I mean, everything was amazing. The only thing I didn't like was Claire Foy in that. She just annoyed the shit out of me. And she does in most of the roles that she does. Yeah. And I don't know if she was supposed to, but Ryan Reynolds, not Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Gosling was amazing. The cinematography was really good, even though it, it looks... It looks like they did it on film, which is amazing. Yeah. And I know some of it is <clears throat> out of focus and grainy, but the, it goes with the story so well. And then the soundtrack and the song they played. One of the things I loved about it is when you see like Apollo 13 or, or those other, they spend a lot of time with the camera out in space yeah. pointed at the ship. And this was in, in, in the cockpit yeah. pointed out. There was so much that they, that they just... Internalized as much as they could, and it was you felt claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was you real. felt what it was like in those little yeah. things. It was like the exact opposite of gravity. Yeah, it was just you did it, really was. Yeah, you could sense like how small and how close they were. Yeah, when they and how fragile. Yeah, one of the scenes where all three of them are in there and they're closing the door the first time. Yeah, I was like, Jesus Christ, it, it, it was smaller than what we're sitting here. Yeah, yeah. And that's the one I wanted to see again just to make sure it held up. But once I saw that, I was like, <clears throat> that thing's a masterpiece. Yeah. Did they address the issue of farting in the space capsule? Because I want to know what that's like. No. I think they talk about Wait, the Wait, Jason smell. Clark was in that too. That's yeah. the other movie he was in that yeah. I saw this year. Yeah, because he, was, um, he wasn't buzzed, the other guy. The, it was the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. I forget his name, but yeah. I was, I was just... I wasn't. Expe- I was expecting it to be good, but I wasn't expecting to be as blown away by it as it was. Same, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ethan Embry's in that too, isn't he? Yeah, he's one of the NASA guys. Yeah, yeah. the bass player from the Oneaters from that thing you do. <laughs> Not the Wonders. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the Oneaters. I gotta watch it again. Yeah, that was. And that's his name in the movie. They never named the bass player in, in that thing you do. Really? In the credits, it just says the bass player. It reminded me a lot of um, Interstellar just in that going up yeah. into space is scary. Yeah. And it, you know, yeah. Even like the test flights that they were doing where you start to yeah. see the curvature. In the Earth. beginning, yeah. in the very beginning, yeah. yeah. There was, um, uh, it's worth watching, but don't watch it on your laptop. Or your phone. Yeah. That's, that's the only thing that I watch Netflix stuff on right now. Also, if it's if it's in Redbox, I'll I'll rent it. I just haven't seen it on Redbox yet. Yeah. Um, Tover Grace was on Mark Maron's podcast this week because uh, I guess Black Klansman it just came out on on demand or whatever. But he was talking about that. But he was also talking about Interstellar. Excuse me, and what it's like to be on a Christopher Nolan set too. I don't remember him in Interstellar. He's like it, most of his scenes are with. Uh, He's in the he's one red hair and Tiggy uh, at the farmhouse. Oh yeah, okay, yep. yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, red hair Vicky. was that Chastain or was it the other one? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's our top ten movies for 2018. Um, yeah. Thanks for watching slash listening. And uh, this should be episode.